Good morning and welcome to Single Girl Woes. This is one of my early morning rants as I prepare to venture to work. Um, I figured it's 18 degrees is what it's reading. Actually, it's 13 degrees this morning. So I figured coming on and doing a quick episode with you guys and gals uh, will help distract me from these temperatures because Lord knows. As you know by now, I am not a fan of the cold. And I promise, I really do need to put more structure as far as, like, a time of day so it can become a little bit more interactive. But as I mentioned before in, like, previous episodes for now, I'm just trying to build up, you know, a few episodes before I really start pushing it on my social media for people to come so that when they come, you know, they don't just come and it's like, you know, three or four episodes. So I think once I get to episode 10, is when I am going to um, go to a more, you know, formalized structure, so like a set day of the week and all that good stuff. But for now, I'm just going to kind of just post my random random rants or kind of takeaways from when I have conversations with other friends who are also in this same situation of me of being single or getting out of a situation or questioning um, the situation that they are currently in, which leads me to um, the topic for today, um, which I, I'll preface it. And it's, it's funny because today is actually uh, month two since I've been on my own, like really, really single on my own. Um, like I said, I've been out of my marriage for a while However, um, just because of things with the kid, my kid or whatever, preparing him for college and end of high school stuff, um, we decided to stay in the same house. So I just recently, you know, like 100% have jumped into the single lane as far as being in my own space and all of that good stuff. And so last month when I did my one-month post of being, you know, single and on my own, um, I had a few people on my social media comment and stuff and was like, you know, they applaud me for, you know, having the strength to leave the situation. And, you know, I know that can be, you know, when people say that, you think like, oh, it was a very abusive situation. It wasn't. It was just a situation where I was not happy. And to me, my happiness does not come with a price tag. My happiness cannot be compromised. And because of that, and there was nothing that was changing to get me, to get us, to a level of happiness, to get us to a level where we both felt that we were getting what we both needed, not wanted, but what we needed um, out of out of marriage. So, you know, it was one of those things like, you know, go ahead and let's just agree that this is the end and so that no resentment sets in and we can go about life and not be bitter towards love. Because I do believe sometimes some people stay in relationships so long, even when they see all the signs are there for them to leave. And they use all kinds of excuses or whatever. And in doing so, they build up this bitterness towards love. And then, you know, they find themselves from that point forward never really being able to get into a relationship. And they find themselves in the merry-go-round cycle of all these on-again, off-again relationships because they become bitter and they're constantly searching for what they feel is right instead of, you know, still kind of holding on and leaving when they haven't had those misconceptions of love, um, 
you know, started to sink in. So, anywho, I say all that to say, you know, I did a post, and, you know, I really didn't want anybody to feel bad for me. I didn't really need anybody to applaud me. But I'm also a believer in sharing is caring, and I feel like sometimes being transparent and sharing your experience gives someone the hope and strength that they need to know that they, too, can do it. And so, you know, one of the responses was, you know, how was I able to, you know, just kind of get to this point to exude this confidence and strength, you know, after getting out of a marriage and just, you know, times are hard. I don't care where you live at. Times are hard in this economy. So, you know, to go from a two-home income to a one-home income, you know, unless you bring it in six, seven figures, you know, it's it's tough to some degree, you know, on everybody, whether it's the financial strain of it or even some of the things that I was complaining about the other day that I hated or I dislike about being by myself or having to do things like one with my car when it's cold and stuff like that. Um, you know, you lose all of those things, not even the monetary things, but you lose a lot of those things when you go from being in a two-person home to a one-person home or whatever. Um and I told them that what I did, I had to disconnect in order to reconnect. So, you know, and they were like, well, what does that mean? And I said, you know what, that will be a good, you know, kind of talking point or talking topic for me at some point. And what I meant by I had to disconnect to reconnect, when I first, you know, became single, I didn't really tell anybody. Um, I told my closest friends. I told my son. I told my um, my parents, um, but outside of that, I really didn't broadcast it because I didn't want any. I didn't want at the time. I wasn't prepared to handle the questions of what happened, what wrong, what went wrong, because nothing went wrong. I didn't, and I hated when people would say because even a few people that I did tell, like my close friends, they were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I hated that. Like, don't have a pity party for me. Celebrate because I knew when it was time for me to leave. Celebrate because I am happy. Um, and everything, so you know, it was a, it was a calculated thing that I did, and I also didn't want you know, especially in this world of social media. Social media is like now how people date and how people express their interests or whatever. And you know, for me, I entertain social media for the sheer point of entertainment. You know, there are times where I will post very serious things on there, and I start those posts off with, with "This is a very transparent moment," or if it's something related to my son, it's like you know, "This is a mom moment." or sharing moment so that they know that this is separate. What I'm posting or sharing at that point is separate from the craziness that I post. Because my, my social media pages can be a little bit bipolar. But, again, I look at social media as entertainment. I post crazy, funny stuff on there because sometimes I know somebody could be having a bad day, and that's the laugh that they need to get them through. I also like to balance that out with, you know, the more serious posts because, you know, I also know that sometimes, People need to hear that they aren't alone. And sometimes, like I said, it's just to start the conversation or people to start to think about the things that they are going through and know that, one, they have somebody that they can talk to that that is going or have gone through that, or just to kind of give them that added strength of, I'm not alone, I'm not the only one that feels this way. So with keeping, you know, what my situation and what I was going through off of social, that allowed me to disconnect. I even had a point where I shut down my Facebook page for about a good month, maybe 45 days um, or so. But in that time of me disconnecting, um, I really I really focused and went hard on that 40 by 40 list. Um, I started to journal, even though not consistently, but I started to journal. I started to meditate. I just started to surround myself around 
different people. I started to move about differently and stuff, you know, just so that, you know, I could get me together. I had to disconnect from people to get me together because sometimes when you're going through something and you're around other negative people or you're around people that really don't understand or know what to say in those moments, you know, they can keep you in a rut or whatever. And I didn't want that to be the case. I wanted to be able to build a confidence up within myself that once I shared what I was going through, you know, I didn't have to or I wouldn't have to deal with people in their negativity. I was able to be firm and confident enough within myself that I could address it if and when, you know, that was the outcome. And luckily, you know, now that I have been very public about um, now being single, no one has, you know, had anything negative to say. It's been, you know, I admire your strength. I admire your courage. You know, how did you do it? And, you know, my response is I disconnected. I had to disconnect from other people in order to connect back truly to myself. I had to dig deep to, one, address and accept, you know, what went wrong in my relationship. I had to dig deep to accept, you know, what what type of person do I want to be moving forward? What type of person do I want to be when I get into my next relationship? What type of person do I want to be as I go out here to date? What what have I learned from my marriage? What have I learned from my other relationships that I never took the time to address or deal with as it relates to me and the things that I may have done that have contributed to those things ended? And so in disconnecting, I was able to discover or rediscover, in some cases, all of these things about myself. I was able to put a plan into place, um, you know, with the move and everything. Because, again, you know, you're going from a two-income household to a one-income household. And, you know, I have a son in college, and college is not expensive, is not cheap, rather. Um, you know, he has, still has things that he needs while he's in college because I made the decision that I didn't want him to work his first year of school, so I still have to support him. You know, I like to travel. I like to, you know, do social things. So I have to balance all of that in in the state of this economy that we live in now. So, you know, the first thing or one of the first things while I was kind of going through this self-journey of rediscovering who I was, what I liked about life, what I liked about me, um, what I wanted in a me or what I would want in a me, the things that I know that I needed to work on that um, were kind of my flaws or my weak points in past relationships. How do I make those better for my next situation? Because I'm not better towards love. And I know one day I'm going to find me a boo, and that boo is going to be my life boo. I am determined. Um, but, yes, like I had to put a financial plan in place of, okay, where am I going to move? Where, you know, what, what, you know, what um, price point am I looking for? Is that still going to allow me to do the things that I enjoy? Is it going to allow me to do the things that, you know, I've yearned for, that I didn't get out of my past relationship? Um, you know, so I had to take all of that into an account. So I had to put a plan in place. And that's what I was telling one of my really close friends at one point who um, was saying, you know, that, they want to get to a point where they can become selfish with their, with themselves and, you know, kind of make some changes that they know that they need to make. And, you know, like I told them, you know, it, it takes time. And you will know when you've reached your, you know, not as, I, would say, I guess you will know when you reach your fed-up point. You will know when you've reached the point where you can't take anymore and when it's time to exit stage left. But 
knowing that you already feel that you are going to be approaching that point, put a plan in place, a financial plan, an emotional plan. Um, the moment that the reality that I was about to be single and that this marriage thing wasn't working for me, um, again, it was one of the things on my 40 by 40 list. I sought um, the help of a therapist because I knew I couldn't do it by myself. I knew that I wanted to be private with it. And even with my friends, I didn't start opening up and talking to them until I had went through a few sessions with my counselor. Because, again, I needed that confidence. I needed to be at a firm and solid foundation before I had other people self-diagnosing me or giving me help and input. Now, everybody has opinion just like we all have an asshole. But that doesn't mean that you always have to listen to the opinion or take the advice of others. But me, knowing me, going to my to my therapist and finding a therapist and seeking that emotional stability that I need for this phase in life that, you know, I was going through and entering was so helpful because I was able to kind of, you know, find ways that, um, you know, I was able to avoid certain things that people say or, you know, respond and respond in a way that wouldn't cause me to end friendship or, you know, escalate to something more because I have a way of just kind of, it rolls off the tongue. And sometimes it's not what I say, it's how I say it and also my facial expression. So, you know, like I was saying, you know, an emotional plan, a financial plan, and just to kind of really address, because when a relationship ends, a lot of times, it's really not one person. Unless that person is just awful and reckless of a person, over time, both people have contributed to that to that point, especially if no one is willing to fight to keep it and genuinely keep it. Both people had a part in that relationship coming to that, you know, end point. So, you know, my suggestion and advice that I had to take for myself was address the things that you know that you aren't doing that, this mate wanted because you may come into that situation again and if those things that this relationship needed and wanted that you weren't able to provide because it's truly and genuinely not who you are as a person, how do you address that in your next situation so that it's not an issue? Um, because that's the other thing. I feel, and, I, and I am, I can't say, like I said before, I am not a professional, um, not a professional at all in the love department, relationship department, or anything of that sort. I just know me, and I know life experiences because I listen um, to my friends when they come to me with stuff. I, I just listen, um, and I'm not naive to, you know, that I'm not perfect um, or anything. So I know, and I had to accept that there are things that I didn't address in past relationships that had I addressed them, maybe things could have been a little bit better in my marriage. Um, communication is one of them. Um, over time, my communication skills are getting a lot better. Um, I am a reactor. I've learned over time to just kind of sometimes take a deep breath and, you know, readdress the situation. And that was, oh, my God, that is like a pet peeve of mine and would drive me absolutely crazy that if someone gets upset with me or, you know, disagree or just have an opinion on something that I said I did or that I didn't do, but you don't speak of it in that moment, and then five, six months down the road when you're upset, you use that as, like, your key staple point in the disagreement. Oh, my God, those make for the worst argument because I'm one of those people out of sight, out of mind. 
or if you don't bring it up in that moment and you go about like everything is so willy nilly, peaches and cream, and then you bring it up in the heat of an argument as if you had a problem, I'm gonna laugh and be like, What the world are you talking about? Because it really is gonna slip my mind. So I'm like one of those people like even though I'm a reactor, um, I do still feel like you things should be addressed within a reasonable amount of time if it's something, you know, of concern or, you know, something that you you know, that you your mate needs to be called out on or whatever, and if it's one of those things where it's a topic that I know that I'm going to get really heated about, you know, I've learned to say, hey, I know that this is something that's very important to you. I know that this is something that you really want to um, talk about. However, give me a minute so that I can receive everything that you want to say so that when we're having this conversation, it's a conversation that's proactive and not reactive, and I found that that's helped. Um, but in past relationships, I, I didn't know that about me. I didn't know I didn't know that. So there are a lot of things sometimes that didn't get resolved or just went into this ongoing argument because no one could agree because I was coming from a stance of reacting and not, you know, listening to react. I saw a meme and it was that um, people don't listen to, it was to the effect that people don't listen to understand, people listen to react. And I think listening is, you know, it it, it, it requires a lot of things. It requires list, the true listening to understand, but also listening so that you can really respond to the, to the issue at hand. Because, again, in my experience of just reacting, a lot of times I wasn't addressing, like, the issue at hand because I was just reacting. And I would hear one or two key trigger words, and, you know, with those trigger words, I'm responding, but had I listened to the other three or four words that were said, the response would have been different. So, again, in this time that I was disconnected from people, disconnected from, you know, a lot of things, it was just allowing me to reconnect with myself, readdress some things, um, discover how to be better in some ways, and for once, um, and I know I've shared this before, this is the first time in my adult life, and an adult I'm meaning, and I would even say, I'm not even say 18 as an adult. For me, I would say adult as in 19 when I was on my own um, and had responsibilities. Because at 18, I was still living at home. I was still still a kid, honestly. But from the age of 19 till now, and I'll be 40 in exactly five months, Um this is the first time that I've really, like, evaluated all of my relationships, all of my, you know, situations that I was in to really see, like, hmm, why did that end? What was my role? How did I contribute to that ending? What could I have done better? Um, So that, again, like I said, when I go into this next situation, hey, baby, it's going to be forever. And I know I've said that before. But I've honestly never taken the time or put in the work for it to be forever, ever, ever, ever. Um, but that is my, that is my plan. Like, I don't, you know, like I said, I didn't allow bitterness to set in when I got out of this situation. And I'm so glad that I didn't because I think that I have a better approach and outlook um, now to, to love and to relationships. I feel like I can be a much better mate. Um, just because I've, I've learned so much about myself, and that's what I want the purpose of this podcast to be. I want to be able to share my life lessons. I'm not, you know, 
no celebrity. I'm not, you know, I'm just a regular person going through regular stuff that I hope that my listeners who are also regular people can relate to or whatever. Um, and that's the whole goal, the whole purpose. So I'll end this by saying don't feel guilty sometimes when you have to disconnect from your friends, you have to disconnect from, you know, your normal social you know, routines and festivities and stuff, just to kind of shut down for a moment and re-engage and reconnect and reconnect with yourself. It'll be so beneficial and so helpful um, in your next situation, or you know, to help you get continue to get through what you're going through. It just allows you that time of pause and and reflection. So, I am now at my final destination. So I'll end this by saying, be you, be fabulous, be amazing, and toodles until the next time.